Welcome to another episode of Two Brothers Review, the podcast. I'm Reed Turley. And I'm Ty Turley, coming to you from Japan, where I asked people on the street today if they've heard about the movie Oppenheimer. <laughs> no, no, you did not. <laughs> yes, I did. I wanted to know. Is it showing there? It hasn't opened yet. That's, I don't even know, Ty. I hope that's a joke. <laughs> no, I did. I was curious. Yikes. I don't know. You think it's bad to ask? And then and then the guy I talked to was like, that looks really good. I want to watch that. But some people here will not want to watch that. I, and I was like, yeah. Checks out. <laughs> that checks out. Yeah. Okay. It has kind of a, <laughs> yeah, you didn't know that was coming, did you? Nope. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's regretful. I think he's, well, let's. Before we talk about that's right, it's kind of like a pro, like it was a mistake. I mean, that's a message that resonates with Japanese people. I would bet. Before we talk about anyway. Oppenheimer, Ty, what is your favorite movie with like parallel timelines or multiple timeline storytelling? Well, this is the same way of saying what's your favorite Christopher Nolan movie, right? He is kind of the best at it. Well, he's obsessed with it. I would say. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to say Memento. That's one that came to my mind, too. But I did think, and I I guess, I don't know, that one does have two different, that's a weird, that's a very unique structure. I don't know if there's any movie like Memento. But then there's also movies where it's like, the person sets up the story, and then most of the movie takes place in the past. Like, Grand Budapest Hotel is like that. Uh, Or sometimes they use, like, the multiple timelines as a twist. Like a rival, it's like it's not clear. It's multiple timelines until the end. Jeez, I don't remember that arrival twist. Well, I'm sorry because you could have watched it again and enjoyed it. Maybe I still will. Yeah, uh, but uh, no, I, I think Memento is kind of iconic in this way. Yeah, I mean, I like Dunkirk too. Okay, Ty, what did you think coming out of the three-hour movie Oppenheimer? Well, oh, I mean. Why? Oh, that's interesting. You said it like that because the first—I mean—that just makes me think like it was too long. That's true. <laughs> it is. I thought it was too too long too, but I—I re- I don't know. I really liked the beginning and the ending, and I'm surprised that the Los Alamos like bomb development. I thought could have we could have had less of that. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, because the movie was really about Oppenheimer getting screwed by his country and screwed by his fellow scientists. So all that stuff, I mean, that's maybe that's the problem with multiple timelines or, um, you know, uh, ambiguous timelines is I think it's kind of feels empty in the middle because that's not the main point of the story. So then it has to be supporting the main part of the story, but it's not really a lot of it doesn't seem like it was. Well, and I feel like for I'll give you I'll give you an example real quick of that, which is so much stuff. I mean, so I don't know if so much stuff, but things go on with his wife, Kitty. But it doesn't. I don't understand how it supports anything of the main story, really, other than her saying multiple times, "Fight for yourself. Why don't you fight for yourself?" But, but, like it just seems he has all these lovers. It's alluded to, and it's just like, what? Why? What is that? How is that driving a story or driving my interest? Because you feel like you didn't get to see the impact of those. Like on, like, cause a relationship just jumps from these moments where you don't see how they kind of resolve the conflicts that they have or, you know, is she aware of it? Does she, does she know he's cheating all the yeah. time? Yeah. Yeah. 
I don't know. It just, I, I mean, I liked the film, but I just felt like, um, like I read that he wrote the script in the first person. Have you heard that? No. Which is a bit nuts, obviously. But, um, I mean, you never do that. No one has ever, I've never heard of that being done. But what that means is he really wanted to get in the head of Oppenheimer. But did you feel like you saw a progression or, because for me, it didn't feel like this arc where I understood where, why, I didn't understand why Oppenheimer was willing to make the bomb to begin with, really. And then I didn't see him change or him, again, the whole point of the movie to me felt like, this guy had a change of heart and then spoke out about it and was punished by his country for it. But if that's the central part, if that's the central theme of the movie or whatever, I don't know. I just feel like he's for it, for it, for it. And then at the end of the film, there's four scenes where he's like, I don't think we should do a bigger bomb, though. That's it. I didn't see any progression. But the, it's I think the moment where you see that is when he's giving that speech and he's having it's like it's like very surreal and he's seeing the skin melting off of someone and he steps into like husk of a body and like he's coming to grips with the destruction that he created. I think that's what changed him. Okay. I know what it is then as you're saying that he doesn't emotion that doesn't emotionally affect him. I think he's a very low emotion person. Like I don't, I don't feel like he expresses his emotions very much. He's very like solid. Uh, It's just hard for me to really, I, yeah, I mean, I guess that we can say that's true, but, you know, I think you want to see characters affected by things. Yeah. Well, and I guess I just, I thought setting him up, his, like, initial flashback to his work in Europe um, really worked for me. I really liked the beginning of this movie. But he goes away from those, like, cutaway scenes to the stars and him awake at night right. seeing the stuff spinning. Like, there's a real, like, I feel a very creative structure at the beginning that sort of drops off through as the movie goes. That was my main critique of it. When I left, I was, I was like, I really like the, the, I like the music too, the soundscape during those scenes and they're, it's intermixed um, a lot at the beginning. And then we just totally dropped that motif. It was so strange. That's so strange to me. But, and then I feel like the last, last hour of the movie really turns into more of a courtroom Drama, like cross-examination stuff. I think the aide working with Robert Downey Jr.'s character is really pretty great in those scenes. Like, I really like him. Yeah, that was very satisfying when he's when he finally kind of turns on him. Yeah. But again, you but you I, that that yeah again I see that one building. I see that one coming. I understand it. It it impacts me. I, that's what kind of like yeah I agree that was good. I just didn't feel that with Oppenheimer. Like another way of saying it is. I, yes, it has all those juxtaposition of imagined things that he's seeing at the press conference. Well, why? Why did he start seeing them then? I think that's just a visualization of him. So the audience can understand he's now thinking about these things. Like, I don't, I don't think he really saw it. Like, I think it's just to show us. No, that, I agree. I agree. Okay. But why is, why is he thinking about it at that moment? When did it change for him? I don't know because that's the press like that's like the conference like the day it dropped right like not a press conference that's like the assembly the day the bomb dropped so it's not like he'd actually even be able to hear about what had happened to people or I guess he he knew though no he was, that that assembly where he speaks and sees the things 
That's when he's retired. That's when he's leaving uh, Los Alamos, I think, isn't it? I think it's the day they drop it. Uh, I can't remember. Okay. Multiple timelines. Yeah. But yeah. did you like the sort of list of witnesses? The I don't know. I, I thought seeing the people from his life, you know, that like the Matt Damon character said, like the best decision I ever made was hiring you to run this project. And then he is so cold about him in the conference, in the uh, hearing. Really? I thought he was super supportive of him. I, I don't know. He didn't tell that group this, the best decision I ever made was to hire him. He didn't like, like he was like, no, I wouldn't hire him based on these standards, but he's a patriot or a good, I don't know. I just didn't feel like he was very supportive of Oppenheimer. And once they built the bomb, he was pretty dismissive of him, right? Like, Oh, I'll get you an update if I can. Or why would you come to Washington? Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. I think one other thing I noticed with the multiple time timelines, timeframes is that we would have to, we would have to go back to the same scene a couple of times because Chris Nolan would just give us a little bit more or give it from a different angle. Or like we saw that uh, hearing where Oppenheimer makes fun of, Robert, or, you know, humiliates Robert Downey Jr. probably four times. Like, we, we had to see that scene multiple times because as the story builds, you need more context or you need to see Robert Downey Jr.'s reaction to being humiliated. And, and so I, I don't know, like, did you, did you notice that we were going back to the same things over multiple times? Yeah. I don't know if that, I don't know if I really noted it. I mean, I, yeah. I mean, I think the, the best reversal is when, is the, the meeting with with Einstein in the pond and how that context changes. That felt like a very Christopher Nolan thing too. I mean, all these, yeah, like you're saying, the flashbacks function this way where we see them first time, but then we, our understanding of what happened in them completely changes. Yeah. Which I like. I like that. Well, yeah, it builds on it. It's like revealing little things. So I, I liked the narrative structure of this movie. I, I really like this movie. Like this works for me very well, but you you can't give it a five because they didn't continue those atom spinning stars to the end. Reed, I think I can because they, they switched to a legal thriller in the last hour, and I just I like honestly the soundtrack was propulsive. I was so engaged this whole movie. I saw it at like ten thirty at night, no risk of falling asleep. Like this was such a good movie. I felt I felt. So engaged with it. Uh, fine. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I also, well, I mean, don't, didn't, it just left me wondering so much why Oppenheimer did things. Like, we, we barely know anything about Rami Malik's scientist. I was shocked. Barely anything. I was shocked he was in this movie as this, like, side character until he walks up to the podium. I'm like, oh, okay, that makes sense. He now gets his scene. It makes sense because we know that he's a big actor. Yeah. It doesn't make sense because we understand anything about this character of why this guy. Why would this guy be the one that stands up to Strauss? Who knows why? I don't know why. He seemed like a nobody at a one meeting in Chicago. Although I do want to point out that that was the University of Chicago's football field. They stopped playing football there. And they have a monument that the first nuclear chain reaction was there. You Chicago, proud of that, huh? Very proud of it. Is that next to their... What's the Chilean dictator? Monument. Their first, their first, their first Heisman Trophy th- that they won. Get out of here, their Chilean dictator. Did a bunch of economists go work for him? Yeah, 
Okay. Trying to improve the situation. I'm just teasing you. Uh, it's okay. I, did you? I thought. I don't. Know, I thought Cillian Murphy was great in this movie. I I don't know. I don't think he was supposed to be very emotive, but he just has those really blue eyes, and I don't know. I I I really liked his performance. I did too. I did too. Uh, all right. He's always he's always great. I love him. Yeah. On a lot of the um, Christopher Nolan like people are in this movie, right? Like Gary Oldman pops up as President Truman for a scene. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The um. Well, there's more. Yeah, a lot more. Why can't I think of any right now? Oh, the guy isn't the guy that's the sp- British. Um, the one that ends up leaking stuff to the Soviets. Isn't he in a bunch of Christopher Nolan movies? I feel like I've seen him in other things. He's in the Man in High ca- in the High Castle, I think. But I, don't, I I can't play I can't play some other in anything else. Oh, okay. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, Ty, anything else you liked or disliked about this movie you want to talk about? Well, I saw it in 70mm IMAX. I thought it was going to be supposed to be life-changing. Did you think the bomb blowing up was that cool? I feel like they never showed a good shot of it. I know. They said like they recreated this massive explosion, right? But, I I mean, I don't know. It It was cool, but I didn't think it was like that impressive. Yeah. No, I didn't love it. I I did like the sound. It felt like the the sound wave washed across us in the theater like it did in the, the people in the film. I don't know. I like the sound a lot. Well, the sound, yeah, I don't ever really listen to movie soundtracks because outside of the context of the movie, I don't think they hit the same, but I don't know if I ever needed to like stay awake on a road trip. I think I could put this one on and it like is really, I don't know, energetic, I think. Yeah, that's funny. Just just put on some rock and roll on the road trip, Reed. I don't know. What's your favorite soundtrack, Ty? Titanic. Probably, probably Arrival. Get out of here. Oh, it's very like soundscapey. Or Sicario. So Villeneuve fan. I'm a huge Villeneuve fan. I know. I watched I watched Dune, which I don't remember loving. I remember, in fact, not loving. But I rewatched it uh, yesterday in a plane, and I loved it. I think it's so good. I'm very excited for the sequel. It was so good, and the sound's so good in it, and the visuals are amazing. Yeah, it's a good one. And it was by Legendary, which I think is, isn't who's the, who's the company is Legendary? Is it not Christopher Nolan's? I guess his is Syncope, yeah. right? I don't know who. I, I think Legendary is just an independent studio. Oh really? Okay. I feel like there, there are two directors working today who don't care so much about, or I mean, obviously they care about plot, but they're more interested in the visual experience of watching a movie, which is cool. I mean. Okay, there was the one other thing I noticed, which was in Tenet. Do you remember talking about it? And Christopher Nolan intentionally made the dialogue garbled and hard to hear. Un- yeah, and I think there was a few times in Oppen. Now I'm still angry at him for Tenet for that. <laughs> so I probably came in looking for it too much. But uh, there were times in this one where I was like, "Just make it clear, you punk." Well, it's a lot of accented English too. So, and, and I think the soundtrack did not really quiet down for dialogue conversation sometimes especially when it's like really fast exactly. cutting between stuff exactly exactly that's what i'm talking about i i hate that still okay okay ty what are you gonna what are you gonna give oppenheimer out of five what you go first i'm giving it a five i loved this movie shoot 
I do give fives, you know. It's been a minute. I've given I've given a five before. Read oh I mean, bless them. I think everyone should see this movie. I'm gonna give it a three. That's wild, Ty. I'm sorry. No, that's okay. I mean, if we looked back at the list of fours that you've given, this definitely belongs there, but I think you have you didn't yeah. <laughs> that's fine. It's fine. People, you just have lost some trust with the audience. <laughs> Whatever. I need to. I need to care about my characters. All right. Well, tell us if you're more of a reader or a tie on this one. Let us know what you think about Oppenheimer. Yeah, I want to know what people think. All right. What else do you have that you've been watching, reading, or listening to that you want to recommend? Well, I just learned recently that you don't watch Jack Ryan, but I watched. Jack Ryan till the end of its fourth season. All the storylines resolved and he walks away from the CIA. What? Spoilers. <laughs> That's you were worried that Jack Ryan might die. Jack Ryan can never die. <laughs> That's right, Reed. He can never die. And he can always come back to the CIA. Yeah. But this is what I want to say about that. It I oh my gosh. I wish I could make that series. It was bad writing and bad acting. So you why, and, why stick with it? Because I love that character so much. I don't know if you have that experience, but I watched Clear and Present Danger when I was Tough. twelve or thirteen, and it changed my life. You know, we love Clear and Present Danger in this in this family. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, so I want that. I mean, I'm and well, and hunt for it October, obviously. Yeah. Um, okay. I think. I, I don't know. There's just a lot of TV. Maybe with the strike and no new no new series in the fall, I'll be happy to return to Jack Ryan. Yeah. Oh yeah. Someone is yell someone is yelling. No one knows why. Uh yeah, I'll be happy to get back to Jack Ryan. I think for me, I saw someone in concert in Utah, and then I also saw them in New York, Wallace, female vocalist that has a song called Tokyo. I think I would recommend that one. It's very it's a little more like slow and emotional than the rest of her music, but I also think her song Funeral and Hey Michael are very good. Okay. I'll check them out. Yeah. W-A-L-L-I-C-E, Wallace. Are we telling people that that's your middle name too? We are not. Spelled. Because it's not. <laughs> spelled differently? Yeah. Cool. Uh, I'll cut that out. <laughs> you don't want people to know your middle name? No, it's fine. I don't, I, I don't know what they could do with it. I don't know either. Shoot. All they do with my middle name is laugh at it. So. Oh, Ty, you don't want people to know your social security number is 482. <laughs> <laughs> Why would you have my social security number? I, that would be very weird. Well, well so, so coy about your middle name. Who knew? <laughs> thanks for joining us for another episode of Two Brothers Review the Podcast. I'm Reed Turley. Reed Wallace Turley. And I'm Ty Wayne Turley. What's up? Bye. Bye.